Hey guys, welcome to the Dr. Kelsey show. I am Dr. Kelsey and this is my show. I definitely need a new intro, but I will hopefully figure that out or maybe I won't and just keep doing this. I don't know. I like to wing it. For those of you who know me personally uh, or have ever collaborated with me on a project, I like for things to just be very free flowing and I like to kind of work as I go. And so, yeah, every time I hop on here, I, I usually make kind of a same day decision about what I'm going to talk about. And I, I don't really have much of an agenda. I just like to kind of talk through whatever comes to mind. So today I wanted to talk about post-show blues. Anyone who has ever competed before knows that this is a thing. Um, and I can kind of equate it to, you know, when people talk about getting married and they talk about how after the wedding, it's almost like people sink into a bit of a depression because you go on, you know, your whole life for six months to a year, sometimes more is centered around planning for this event. And it's so time consuming and really seeps into part of your identity. And then, you know, you have the event and it's great and it's wonderful. And then you go on your honeymoon and then you're just there as a married couple with nothing to, do, nothing to do because the event you've been planning for is now over. So I can kind of equate the post-show blues to that same feeling around uh, post-wedding blues and post-honeymoon blues. Um, just that's it's such a crazy phenomenon to think that we we work so hard towards a goal and then once we kind of reach that goal we sink into some kind of not a almost like a depression right where you you just kind of don't really know what you have to work for or what you have to live for when you're you've been working so hard for so long and then that thing is just over it's just not there anymore um and for me you know at this show that i did um a couple weeks ago at this point, you know, I don't really feel like I have those post-show blues the same way around where I competed the first time because this time I qualified for nationals, which is super exciting. So I do have another goal on the horizon. Um, but also I think there's just a lot of education there that has filled that gap for me. And I've tried on my social media to be very upfront about the positive and negative sides of prep for myself, right? And, you know, a lot of the positive sides is you look fucking amazing. <laughs> you look fabulous. You look great. Um, you know, you've got those lean toned abs. You've got the little teardrop at the bottom of your booty. You, you know, you're you're definitely looking amazing and that's a plus for sure. But a lot of the cons associated with prep really have started to stand out to me more and more um, the more I kind of get into the sport and the more heavily I compete, right? And a lot of those cons are being exhausted all the time, right? Um, having to make sacrifices with Peyton and with my time that I spend with him, right? Um, you know, we have kind of a few little unspoken lists of restaurants that we can go to and can't go to. Um, there are a lot of places where, you know, are times when we would want to go like grab a drink or go out for ice cream or something. And I've got to just give that up. Um, or I go and I get just like a Topo Chico or something instead of a drink because I calorie wise can't afford it, right? I can't afford to fit it into my day. Um, 
So there's a lot of sacrifice that goes on. And I think that this time around, that sacrifice was so much more apparent to me because I've taken the time to educate myself and to understand that the physique that I built for that show is fleeting, right? It's a day. And I, again, I went through my process of peak week and how we were so diligent about manipulating sodium and water and carbohydrates and activity. And because I was on my period for the week of the show as well, um, vitamin D and calcium played a big role in minimizing bloat uh, for peak week for me. So, you know, I, I have a much better understanding than I did four years ago when I first started competing around just what goes into it, right? And around how, again, that physique is really just a day. When people say that, I mean, they're not lying. <laughs> it's really just a day. So, you know, after the show, the the Sunday after, um, you know, we just enjoyed the day. We went out for breakfast. We went out for lunch. We went out for dinner. We got drinks. We um, we feasted. We really lived it up. And I was, I would say after that Sunday, I probably was bloated until Thursday. That's probably when I, you know, Friday morning was probably when I woke up and I was finally like, okay, I, f I don't feel like I have a brick in my stomach. I finally feel normal. Y'all, I literally, I pooped probably six times a day between Monday and Wednesday the week after the show, because my system was just so messed up after eating two days worth of food on Saturday, and then another two days worth of food on Sunday. And at that point, you know, your metabolism is so downregulated from a show that your body can't really process that fuel, right? It's like filling a car up with gas. And, you know, say you have a 12 gallon tank, and you put 15 gallons of fuel in that 12 gallon tank, your car's just going, well, shit, I, how do I run overtime to figure out how to process all that fuel, right? So my body has definitely just been through the ringer the past couple of weeks, and my physique shows that. I definitely don't look the same as I did last Saturday. Um, and I think, again, the first time I competed, that was a big deal to me. That was a big change because it felt like, oh my God, I've worked so hard. I've made all of these sacrifices. I have all these you know, crazy symptoms. I'm not sleeping through the night. I'm constipated. My sex drive is in the shitter. Um, I've had to give up date nights. I've had to rearrange my social calendar. Like you make all these sacrifices for the one day. And when your body starts to change and starts to go back to quote unquote normal, um, and you look in the mirror and you're just like, well, shit, I worked that hard. And like, now it's over. It, it can be very devastating if you're not bracing yourself for that. If you're not aware that that might happen, it can be really depressing to just see your body go from peak. Literally, it's peak, right? That's literally why we call it peak week. Your body goes from literally it's peak to a bloated disaster and then to normal, right? If you're not educated around those changes, it's a slippery slope. Your mental health is a very slippery slope. And, you know, again, I can say that over the past four years since I've started competing, I've definitely built my awareness around that. And this time around, I think I have 
very realistic expectations around what my body is going to do between now and July when I compete in nationals. So, you know, from here, um, I guess the other thing I want to talk about being post-show is the fact that weight gain post-show is very easy. So a lot of people are, a lot of people when you compete are like super sweet and they want to bake for you and they want to take you out to celebrate and they want to treat you. But honestly, post-show, not only A, you'll make yourself sick because your body is not meant to handle that food. And I only indulged on Sunday, y'all. Like <laughs> I only ate, I only indulged on Sunday on some cheesecake, some, uh, you know, a, a fatty brunch and some, some drinks. And I was off my off my game for four days, right? So you can only imagine doing that for a week, doing that for two weeks, how that would affect your system after being so deprived throughout a prep, right? So uh, again, a lot of people really want to celebrate with you. They want to treat you. They want you to treat yourself. They want to kind of give back. And that does make things difficult because your metabolism is so down-regulated coming out of a show. Um, I mean, I was eating, you know, for those of you who know me, you know, I'm a fairly tall woman. I'm five, seven. Um, and I walk around normally at about 140, 145 pounds. And for prep, I'm about 124, 125. So I'm about a good 20 pounds, 15 to 20 pounds lighter during prep. And the last couple of weeks there, I was really grinding. I was eating about 1350 calories. That's really low. That's lower than my two-year-old niece eats. Okay. She eats, my two-year-old niece eats about 1600 calories a day. So I was eating less than her. Um, and to be clear, I never take a lifestyle client, someone who's not about to step on stage below 1600 calories. I just don't personally believe that it's healthy. Um, so, you know, coming out of that state, your metabolism is so down-regulated, your, you know, basal metabolic rate, which is the number of calories your body needs to just sustain life is crazy low. So when you have a really low metabolic rate, and then you instantly pick up and start eating, you know, 2000 calories a day, 2,500 calories a day, and you're really reckless about treating yourself post-show, you will put fat on like it is your job because your body is saying, shit, we don't have enough fat stores for survival right now, right? We're literally, when you're, when you're up there on stage, you're literally depleting your body of the necessary fat stores it needs to survive. Because again, we are just giant hairless monkeys. We are not, we all think we're like super sophisticated humans and that we're better than animals, but we're not. We're literally just giant hairless monkeys. And so our bodies see that fat as something for survival. So when you're coming off of a state of deprivation and you start just overindulging very abruptly post-show, I mean, I've seen girls gain 20 pounds in two weeks and they blow up, blow up. Um, they get a very kind of puffy appearance to them, to their bodies, into their faces because they're 
their bodies are just working overtime to try to process this food and store it away as best that they can because your body is terrified and your body's smart. So your body wants to store this food up. And again, that can contribute to post-show blues because you're then in this position where, okay, I've worked this hard. My physique is not what it was. And now I can't even go and treat myself. I can't even go and uh, enjoy food or like overindulge. I have to be careful with indulging because I could blow up like a tick, right? So coming out of a show successfully with a, a solid reverse dieting plan is something that a lot of people also don't do properly. Um, the first show that I competed in, I actually, I worked with my coach through prep and then I did not work with him in the reverse dieting phase. And that was a big mistake. Um, in a month I put on about 10 pounds and then, and I want to say six weeks, I had put on about 15 pounds. Um, and that's when I was like, okay, shit, we're six weeks post show. I'm up 15 pounds. I need to rein it in here. And, uh, I started kind of self coaching at that point to get my reverse diet in order. So that way I didn't gain more weight after that first show. Um, but you know, that's a big mistake. A lot of people make is after their show, after a show, they just kind of go willy nilly and they go crazy and they don't stick to a solid reverse dieting plan. And they blow up like a tick, right? So this time around, again, I, you know, I've competed a few times now and I kind of know the ropes and that education piece is huge for me. It's a big motivator for sure. And, um, you know, this time around, I have a really solid reverse dieting plan that I'm working for with working on with my coach. And I mean, it definitely helps that I'm going to have another show in July. So it's like, I don't feel like I really have full reign to just go absolutely crazy. Um, but that being said, you know, I, I definitely, this, again, this time around competing is just so different because I've been through it before. I know what to expect. I know how my body is going to change. Um, and I know that I have control. And I think that's kind of the biggest takeaway from this is that whether you're a competitor or not, you always have control over what your next decision is. And for me, that always gives me peace. And that has um, given me a lot of, I guess, comfort in this post-show phase as I enter this reverse dieting process. And we start to pick my calories back up. And you know, I'm, I'm recording this about a week and a half out from the show. And I'm up about four pounds, which is totally fine with me. Because again, it, those four pounds have given me a lot of freedom that I did not have just a short month ago while I was elbows deep in prep. So um, I've just come to the conclusion that I, I accept the the trade-off in what a prep has to offer me and in what a reverse dieting phase has to offer me. And I no longer allow that to control my mood. And that's how I ward off the post-show blues. So um, I hope you guys found this episode helpful, entertaining, interesting, something, whatever. Um, but as, all, as always, thank you guys for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.